of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Joining me this morning for Lincoln Live is Lincoln's acting police chief, Brian Jackson. Chief, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you. Good morning. Let's start with the missing Lincoln woman, 23-year-old Carly Schaff, still missing this morning. The Lincoln woman hasn't been seen since May 17th. I'd like you to talk a bit about uh, the investigative challenges, chief, that come with searching for missing people. Well, her her case is certainly active. Uh, We set up a, a special tip line to identify and gather any information about our whereabouts or disappearances. Um, as the families indicated, when Carly uh, went missing, uh, much of her normal routine, uh, it, it was out of sorts. Uh, her, she left her animals behind, uh, all of her clothes, all of her uh, belongings, uh, which is out of the ordinary. And so not a lot of people have uh, provided information uh, in missing person cases, which especially juveniles, occur with some frequency, but most have some information as to the destination or reason for their leaving. And so um, we have done uh, all that we can and we continue to do. We're very active in this case, including interviews, search warrants, subpoenas, and examining physical evidence, uh, some of which is still ongoing based on uh, the technology involved. Are there other aspects other than what you've mentioned chief the fact she left her animals behind her cell phone behind any other reasons that would warrant investigators to use the term suspicious circumstances well yeah we're we're, it's an active case uh and so we are we are looking at all avenues and to ensure that uh, uh all efforts have been made to 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 locate carly and um we have other missing persons so that uh, we continue to work on uh, regularly, and um, we we ha- we hope for a positive outcome in this one. Does this automatically go national, Chief, or is there a point in time or a point in an investigation when then it it makes that leap to a national uh, prominence? She has she has certainly been entered in national databases uh, as a as a missing person. So, uh, and that would have went out uh, immediately based on the, the circumstances and the information received from family. Acting Chief Brian Jackson with me this morning on Lincoln Live. Been a year, Chief, a fast year since peaceful protests and uh, violent riots in Lincoln over the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Uh, Let's talk just for a bit about what LPD changes are in place today that weren't policy a year ago. Well, we have to realize the Lincoln Police Department is an agency that seeks continuous improvement, and we follow a community policing problem-solving approach. And... Uh, we are constantly evolving uh, every year, regardless of events, based on our accreditation standards and, and needs. Uh, but certainly, uh, the events from 2020 have certainly created opportunities to uh, to further evolve, and some of that has been achieved through adjustments in our in our our policies. Uh, we uh, have created and are participate in a trace initiative with the Clyde Malone Center. Uh, trace standing for trust, respect, accountability, collaboration, and equity, uh, and find some. Uh, we have partnerships with groups throughout Lincoln, 
And this is just one of those opportunities to create better partnerships, better communications, and better understandings between the police and those whom we, we police. Another change is the banning of chokeholds. And I've talked to enough, not only police, but uh, sheriff's officials and other law enforcement officers who educate me in that chokeholds really wasn't an accurate and still isn't an accurate description. Now, sure, it, it, it appears to to those of us who are not trained that it's a chokehold, but chokeholds, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, Chief, that chokeholds never were really used. It was a, There was a restraint that appeared to look like a choke, and that would be over the throat itself, below the chin and above the collarbone. Uh, but those, the, the term chokehold is now banned as a result of uh, some policy change. Is that correct? The, uh, a a chokehold basically uh, deprives an individual of oxygen. The, the holds from which we used uh, previously and continue to um, approve are um, limit the amount of blood uh, to the brain, which causes momentary um, unconsciousness if pressed to the full limit. Usually they're just a control maneuver that helps assist until additional officers can arrive. But um, uh, we have not practiced a chokehold, uh, and we don't condone it. And now uh, a chokehold would only be possible in the case of uh, a lethal force encounter. Acting Police Chief Brian Jackson with me. Other changes we can briefly talk about here, Chief. Uh, subcommittees created to check on language used in policy, training, investigations, community outreach. Probably the most noticeable out of the protests and the riots from last year, the Holding Cops Accountable Group. It's not quite as uh, prominent as it was when it began, but it's still active, we have a meeting uh, end of July. Mm-hmm. They now meet quarterly. They were meeting monthly, and they're they're now meeting quarterly. I've had the pleasure of uh, uh, being present at a number of those, and uh, uh, should be in line for our, our next chief of police in late July, hopefully. Creation of a specialized recruitment office to improve diversity hiring, not only females, gender diversity, but also uh, cultural and ethnic diversity. We certainly want to be representative of the community we serve. Uh, we have identified a, uh, an employee to focus on our, our recruitment efforts to help attract uh, additional quantity and quality of candidates of all uh, ethnicities, genders, uh, and backgrounds. And there have been some efforts to more subtle, probably not as noticeable, changes in dispatch practices about suspicious calls to reduce unwarranted contact by police. And on that same note, uh, adding criteria beyond what's required by state law regarding reasons for traffic stops. So your, 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 your nuance here is to reduce what can be perceived as the public from the public as unwarranted stops. Why are you pulling me over when I'm doing nothing, in essence? We, we certainly want to be fair and impartial in our, in our policing efforts. Um, it is it is not uh, unheard of to just be called on a suspicious person in the neighborhood for uh, uh, with 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 little or no background on why that person is suspicious. So we're we're attempting to ensure uh, they were contacting people uh, with 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 cause and with purpose. And also, we want to identify and ensure that we are, are tracking what we are doing to identify any disparities 
that uh, we can examine and, and act on if, if available. Thank you for adding to that, Chief. Now let's move on to the, to the four finalists for the job of Lincoln Police Chief. One is a former police chief of Mesa, Arizona. Another a commander with the San Francisco Police Department. Another is the chief of police for the Maryland National Capital Park Police. And one is a former Lincoln police captain. And to the best of my knowledge, Chief, again, correct me if I'm wrong, only Janelle Moore, who is now with uh, Lincoln Public Schools as a background investigator and a human resources specialist, comes with experience in community policing. And that's the concept that I really want to dwell on in this conversation, the, the practice by LPD of community policing. As a police chief coming into a community and not being familiar with community policing, which would be the case with the other three police chief finalists, how difficult is it to grasp the concept and the practice of community policing? Well, I would, I would say, Dale, in this day and age, any candidate for a police, police chief position will have been schooled and very much likely have practiced some type of community policing. Now, community policing can look different, feel different from one community to the other. Uh, Lincoln has followed a philosophy of community policing and problem solving, uh, which um, with some confidence, I can say certainly um, General Moore has experienced police, uh, community policing because she served on the Lincoln Police Department. Uh, but my job, in, my job is to make whoever selected successful uh, and um, by extension the department and communities. So uh, our efforts will be to share our experiences, our methods and partnerships so he or she, uh, whoever selected as chief, can lead us into the future. And Chief, with the time we have left, I want to refer to a Newsweek article that I provided you recently from April of this year, and listeners can go online and find it too. Uh, it's called What Cops Really Learn at Police Academy. Anyone can kill you at any time. This was written by Rosa Brooks, a Georgetown tenured law professor who became a reserve police officer with the Washington, D.C. Metro Police Department back in 2005. And she wrote uh, in this article how week after week recruits were watched were, recruits watched videos of cops getting attacked injured or killed and i'm quoting now from the article while dead officers were hailed as heroes it was quietly intimated they were also failures told they died because they weren't prepared and that investigators told us that a good day is a day you go home safe i really would respectfully ask you how representative that is that thinking is based upon the training that you and officers are getting I would say our training, the training of the Lincoln Police Department, and we hold our own academy, um, evolves with the profession, and um, we train towards success, not conflict. So policing certainly can be a dangerous profession, and there are values of exposing officers to low-frequency, high-threat stress events uh, as part of a stress inoculation and ability to work through a difficult scenario in a protective environment so it's not the first time they see it when they're seeing it live on the street. But... With that said, a vast majority of our training is realistic based with multiple tracks that can take into account an officer's verbal communication, the de-escalation attempts that they make, and, and their positioning. Uh, these tend to be the mid to high frequency, low threat stress events, such as traffic stops, domestic investigations, and non-compliant situations. So truly, um, we stress the, the uh, de-escalation efforts, the communication is as the, the best tool in an officer's tool chest. Uh, but some of our training does include the, the low, low frequency, high, high threat uh, events that, that can occur in law enforcement. Chief, the only way I can relate to this is I ride a motorcycle. 
and mm-hmm. I see every vehicle on the street and on the highway as someone who is not paying attention, someone who could possibly kill me. And that's the about the only way that and, and it doesn't take the fun out of it. It doesn't take the joy and the uh, excitement of riding a motorcycle away, just as it wouldn't for a police officer who walks up to a domestic situation or a traffic stop and feel good about serving the public. It's just that it is an attention awareness that comes from being in a situation that if you don't, yeah, you could get killed. And that's the only relatability I have, and it's a respectful one for what law enforcement officers do every single day. I think you're correct. You're talking about defensive driving, and to some degree we teach defensive police in the sense of uh, situational awareness, positioning, all these things uh, constantly go through an officer's mind, not that everybody's a threat, but that they can place themselves at, at adv- in positions where um, the threat, any threat, any possible threat is uh, less a concern. Yeah. Well, Chief, I'm not sure how many of these uh, continued conversations we're going to have because uh, very soon there will be a, a finalist and the city council then will vote on a finalist. Uh, I'm guessing we'll have at least a couple of more. So until our last one, be safe and we'll talk next month. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Acting Lincoln Police Chief Brian Jackson with me on Lincoln Live.